Kate, Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about it. We need to talk to someone about Today's episode of Got to Be Done is recorded on the lands of the Kaurna people of the Adelaide Plains and the Wurundjeri lands of the Kulin Nation in Melbourne. We pay our respects to elders past and present and to any First Nations people who are listening and loving Bluey. Kate McMahon, I call this meeting to order. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my wooden Where spoon? Where are your hair curlers? Where's yeah. your wooden spoon? Yeah. Um, before we get started, Mary, I'd like to, um, and because today we are talking about family meeting, which is a very exciting Judge Judy style episode, I would have said. Of totally. Fluey. Yeah. I mean, it's those Courtroom vibes, drama. Right? Like yes. I was expecting 12 angry men and <laughs> you all we got was a large amount of uh, small toys that, uh, yeah. Anyway, where were you going? <laughs> well, I was just thinking before we dive into um, baking brownies, um, we should talk about some of the blue, exciting bluing news that's been happening lately because so much is happening, um, starting oh. with a very exciting house for real life. For real life, for real life in Brisbane. Now... <laughs> You've heard I mean, the acknowledgement really. of country. Neither of us are in Brisbane. This no, is no. the only problem with this perfect bluey house. <laughs> <laughs> I was so oh. jealous of all the influencers were posting their photos of going through because we were invited up to go. But, you know, between wrangling uh, five kids between us and being in two separate states and uh, working full time for both of us. <laughs> It's for some reason. I, I don't it understand why we didn't go. Yeah, but we're there in spirit. I saw two little dog uh, gnomes in the front yard that I thought oh, no. possibly looked a bit like us <laughs> outside the house looking cranky. So, yeah, I feel like that could have been a tribute it to could us. could have been us. We're yeah. the husbands around here. I just I just want all of the furnishings. Like, you know, the, where is the kiwi fruit rug of my dreams? Can I get well, one ordered? Now we go. So, okay, so this Bluey house that has been set up by um, the Ludo team and some amazing- BBC Worldwide. Um, yeah. Yes, BBC Worldwide, who's a partner in all the merch, um, as well as some local designers and artists and prop designers, I guess. Um, yeah, it has been set up in partnership with Airbnb for one family to stay two nights and then- they take it all apart. I don't understand. <laughs> like, <laughs> surely you could sell this for a bajillion dollars and wow. so many people would want to stay in the Bluey house. I mean, just to know the floor layer, just to understand how the house works well, alone, look, I would pay. Okay, so we're recording this uh, the day that the house was revealed and yep. so many photos on the Airbnb listing but also on – um, yeah, all the bluey socials, they were posting like video walkthroughs or fly throughs, mm. possibly. I think there might have been a drone involved. Um, but yeah, no single Im- piece of image exists of the hallway. Well, and I think that's because the hallway is just too long to be represented by <laughs> any existing technology. 
uh, or video link. So yeah, I think that's, that's what's happening there. And it's only that one family that gets to stay in the Bluey house that will ever find out how long that hallway really is. I really hope that that person that stays is like one of those fancy people that does, um, architectural, you know, like mapping. Yeah. I hope they're packing their theodolites. Theodolites. Am I saying that right? Anyway. Yeah. Measures up the spaces (laughs) to get the dimensions. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, sell us do a bit of a floor plan. Yeah. Yeah, That would be great. Um, one of the reasons why maybe it's only happening as an Airbnb for a short time is because something else will be launched off the back of it. This is purely speculation, Mm. but if that something else is a business that sells kiwi fruit rugs, uh, yeah, sign me up, take my dollar bucks all my life. So yeah, look. Surely only good things can come from this, apart from the fact that we are not in the Bluey house right now. <laughs> they had a Chattermax <laughs> toy as well. I'm just waiting for the Chattermax toy merch. I mean, surely this has been something in production. I have heard whispers that there is a uh, new toys on the horizon that include mm. a puppet. Now, which could be good or could be bad. There are a few puppets. Or Bilby? Oh, well, Bob. or... Unicorns. Oh, oh. <laughs> I don't know which. I just know it's a puppet. So, uh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, it it could be, uh, yeah, very good or very bad. Um, but either way, I think I'd take it. Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> We all know that we're going to spend all our money on these merch <laughs> things. I don't even know why we pretend, to be honest. Um, yeah, spend all our money, but occasionally get one for free. And I uh, did yeah. notice there's Easter uh, activity book and the Easter yes. book hard copy. Uh, hard oh, which came in the mail, which yes. was amazing. I got one in the mail Penguin. So Easter isn't that far away. And, yeah, Penguin, lovely Penguin, have done an amazing job. I feel like the Easter book is actually probably the best source document we have for the layout of the Bluey house. There's a lot of architectural information in there. So, uh, yeah, that could be a good one for anyone trying to recreate it at home. Uh, and it's just, yeah, have already had it back-to-back bedtimes um, at our place. So, yeah. It's it been a getting a lot of couch reading time at our house too. Um, just, I mean, all the Bluey books are pretty popular here. We've got like a whole rainbow, which according to my uh, type A five-year-old, <laughs> have to be in rainbow order at <gasps> all times. Oh, mm, that's, mm. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I was yeah. all over the floor. But yeah. uh, <laughs> when we come to visit, I'll be making sure the boys take notes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> our books are meant to work. Rainbow on the shelf. You did! I didn't! You did! I did not! Did! Hey! What's going on? That blew off right in my face! So let's get into the family meeting. Have you ever had to call a family meeting, Mary? Well, no, none this official. But I did wonder, is this, you know... Is, is what's going on here really a family meeting? Like it seems like a lot of it would have been going over kids' heads who were watching this episode. And is that some sort of commentary on actually no one knows how a family meeting is meant to work either? What's your experience of family well, meetings? Does I it mean, make more sense than this? 
No, it doesn't. And and I wondered if the title family meeting was given because they didn't want to, I don't know, like have court or something, yeah. you know, which could be potentially we'll triggering. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> terrible. Let's go to court. You know, no one wants their five-year-old screaming in the playground, let's go to court, mum. I mean, it's just a recipe for disaster. Family meeting, I think, sounds a bit more conversational. Um yeah, probably a bit more appropriate. Uh, we don't do family meetings, although um, I'm loving all the language to describe fluffies and baking brownies here because it's probably a lot more couth than the words that are expressed <laughs> in our family. <laughs> I think we've deep dived this on the podcast previously, and by deep dive is a terrible, uh, terrible way to describe uh, talking about farts um but flatulence yeah Yeah. flatulence is nicer well releasing it's it's never nice but it has to happen um doing a stinky like there's (laughs) there's actually an extensive array of australian words that express this particular term yeah but then i had never heard like i've heard fluffed off before but not fluffy or baking brownies so i've never heard of baking brownies i I don't know i don't know about baking brownies but what an image i know it sounds very evocative of something much more than what we're actually (laughs) talking about (laughs) yeah i know um so and blew off they say blew off dad blew off right in my face yeah i'm I'm loving that term that's for sure Uh, so no uh (laughs) Hopefully our kids weren't taking notes when they watched this. Um, but I think, yeah, this, this has had my kids in hysterics constantly. And I think we've comprehensively covered why, like, yeah, what could be more hilarious than farts? Oh, bandit, that's a new low. I didn't do it. Why doesn't anyone believe me? Yeah. I mean, farts are just universally funny, aren't they? I think, you know, even, uh, as babies, you know, you'd make a raspberry on a kid and they just giggle and find it so funny. So is there something <laughs> in about fart humour in our lives? <laughs> I think what we find funny is anything that's inevitable and ridiculous. So that's pretty much life and fart. <laughs> <laughs> Always hilarious. Great. Oh, um, we start in the kitchen with Bluey and Bingo in uh, sitting up at the bench and Bandit um, is denying the fluffy. And, I mean, <laughs> I just it's just an argument you can never win, is it, when you're oh. at that level with your kids, you know, he said, she said. It seems to be always outweighed in the child's favour. Well, tell you an argument you never win. Once you're into did not, did to territory, like, <laughs> that can go on forever and, you know, if your kids miraculously have watched this episode and not just become obsessed with farts, then <laughs> that this is the second high risk area of the episode that you're just going to be getting did not did to arguments ad nauseum. <laughs> um, and yeah, that uh, doesn't happen a lot in our house yet, but I remember it just being such a big part of the playground growing up so i think it, it might be coming for us and by that mean do you mean like just fart noises no in general? to just that oh, like how oh, yeah how many did not did twos do you reckon you would have gotten to with a sibling or playground oh, so many and probably one like 20 percent of them <laughs> <laughs> okay i think that stat still holds 
<laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So that there's better did notters out there than you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm like a quick to cave person in negotiation. I had to do a subject as part of my master's on negotiation and it turned out like I was so seen. I was just like, oh, you're, you're terrible at negotiation, Kate. I'm like, great, thanks. Oh, awesome. <laughs> you didn't try for the am not, am too. Oh, yeah, no, I am. I didn't. I know how to settle this. Yeah, whack him. What? No. Family meeting. Julie decides to settle it by and picks up the spoon. I mean, that like... <laughs> So this is the first instance in this episode of what I'm like, uh, family (laughs) meeting really had me thinking about inception style, like what kids inherently know and when you have to tell them about it, because I don't feel like there'd be a kid out there of our kids' generation that knows wooden spoons are for whacking. (laughs) Uh, I inherently know that. No, but see, I never did until I was a grown-up. Because you didn't know just, about wooden spoons. Not in that oh, context. Okay. Wooden spoons were baking only in our house. So, right. I mean, yeah, but then, like, I don't know, in the 80s, it was just like, you know, belts and spoons and <laughs> rulers and whatever else was to hand for some families. Um, uh, and look, it was a different – it was the 80s, as uh, <laughs> we hear in fairy tales, but – in fairy tale, um, but yeah, it, in Age's family, there is like family lore story of the wooden spoon being applied with a bit too much force and it broke. So there was no, there was no wooden spoon for any punishment doling out. And uh, the following Mother's Day, you know how schools have, you know, Mother's Day craft stalls. <laughs> uh, one of the crafts at the craft stall was a wooden spoon kind of dressed up as like a kitchen lady with an apron and a, you know, hair and a face with googly eyes. Oh, my God, where is this going? (laughs) I know, right? But uh, Adrian's sister uh, decided to spend her money on that at the Mother's Day uh, fate, brought it home, (laughs) handed it over for Mother's Day, and um, Age and his other sister just turned on her like, absolute betrayal they brought a wooden spoon back into the house and you know (laughs) what else is a wooden spoon for but um for smacking wow i know (laughs) 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 but okay but this is my question how does bingo know what a wooden like that a wooden yeah, spoon might be used I'm, for whacking. I'm positive that uh, Bandit and Chili would not be the spoon whacking family of the well, 80s. Chili looks so horrified that Bingo yeah. has suggested that, but uh, but clearly it's snuck in there somewhere. So <laughs> perhaps we can all take hope from that, or perhaps some um, hope. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. Uh, re- not, not hope. Re- uh, a parenting oh, uh, like, leave um, notice that you know. Yeah. Okay, well, if 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 these sorts of facts are, uh, you know, even uh, in the regular house, then maybe it's maybe it's not so terrible if our own children also know about them. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, like I, okay, so but this is what this to me like how children know about wooden spoons when they've never actually been threatened with a wooden spoon in any way, shape or form, hopefully, I'm sure, in the healer house. Um, Just like how do children know how a courtroom is meant to play? Yes, Your Honour, 
It all happened this morning. Mum, this is you asleep. This is me. And where was Dad? <laughs> Here. Hey, Your Honour. I'll allow it. And, I know. And suddenly, you know, in this episode, just produce <laughs> exhibits and um and everything else that Mary, is to I come. Mary, I think you're getting far too bogged down in that detail because really, <laughs> like, it's just teaching people how to play. I don't know what courts, courts, <laughs> courts. <laughs> So, okay. I mean, for me, this was like a total tropey um, uh, love letter, if you like, to those <laughs> um, procedural courtroom shows yes, okay. um, that dominated TV in the early and mid-90s. So, like, your judge duties, law and orders, um what else? Got to throw in sea change there. You occasionally oh, got sea yes, change. Sea change. Yeah, that's <laughs> there was true. A bit more going on in sea change than just procedurals. But yeah, um, that was like an iconic Australian uh, um, dramedy, I would yes. say, on ABC uh, that ran for many series. It was yeah, classic. Like an yeah, iconic. If you, if you haven't uh, seen it and you're you've clocked all of Bluey, then yeah, sea change would not be a bad place to start with. Uh, your next hit of Australian Even like um, a ca- culture. Like, um, like I'm thinking like Blue Healers and Water Rats. Like they, they well, loved a bit of courtroom court drama. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I can't say I watched a lot of them. Oh, we didn't ever watch that much of them either. I mean, I think it was mainly police station based, but occasionally you get like the big episode in court where like the big fate thing would be decided. And mm. yeah, it was but always very hyped. I must admit, yeah, I've like, how do we get this? you know, knowledge <laughs> of just how it all works. You know, Even the Chili's got a like, I've never curlers. been in court and yet, yes, I know that Chili's hair and curlers is meant to be You've never been in a court? Wig. No, I don't think so. Even as a journo, like, because, yeah, that used to be like a bread and butter part of the rounds uh, and the patch is heading look, head down to court. I've gone and heard, like, you know, a, a, an initial, like, court order or something like that but yeah i i've never been in court where they've brought out an exhibit put it that way so oh, oh uh, yeah mm-hmm. yeah that, that that seems to me that's real court and extremely exciting um <laughs> but yes i have yet to have the pleasure <laughs> uh, uh but lucky we have tv uh and episodes like this that tell us how, exactly how it all works because i now expect if i ever do end up in court it's going to play exactly like family meeting <laughs> <laughs> would you want bluey representing you though how do you think she fares um until skipping ropes get involved i think yeah <laughs> she's she's pretty uh pretty diligent in her uh in her cross-examination, is that what you'd call it? <laughs> mm, yeah. Uh, possibly uh, not the most independent uh, party to court <laughs> proceedings, however. <laughs> so, representation is always interesting, right? <laughs> yeah. What does allegedly mean? It means you both get to tell your side of the story and then I decide who's telling the truth, okay? Yes, Your Honour. Ooh, I like that. Fourth rule, everyone calls me Your Honour. But yeah, I think um, it's quite fun. I'm loving watching Chili in uh, a role that she seems to be born for, really, and right down to having the curlers in her hair, which I think is just <laughs> a really um, fun nod. Um, it's so clear early on that they're just having a bit of a blast with this episode. Like they're just like, what more things can we put in here that would make it fun? <laughs> 
Um, I love that they're using Sylvanian families as like the yes. um, the props for their exhibit. Did you have Sylvanian families toys no, in the 80s? but I can – I think I knew people who had the collections and, you know, <gasps> going to their house would just be so exciting and feeling the little kind of spiky like fur that they all fuzzy. had. It was so yeah. – yeah, it was just so – it felt so unique as a toy. Mm. Did you have them? No, well, I think I had like – I didn't have a set, but I think I might have had like one or two that had been gifted to me. And my dad made me a dollhouse when I was um, growing up. So like all my Barbies and the Sylvanian families were all just in the same house. But um, I remember my best friend in kinder had like the proper Barbie dream home and <laughs> and mm. the proper Sylvanian family's house. So, yeah, which looking back... That must have cost a fortune in the 80s. Oh, I'm guessing yeah. prices were pretty similar to what they are kind of now. And, yeah, it would have been a really oh, expensive. I reckon toys were more expensive back then. Like, you yeah. really, yeah, that would have been a big investment in the 80s. Um, and especially those things where you just never stopped building the collection. Like, there was, Mm-mm. I think, yeah, it was, it was at like that a treehouse with lights, which I just always used to see the ads for and covet. Yes, I can picture that, like a multi story treehouse, and they'd all sit in a little leveling or a and, pulley or something. Yes. Oh, so, yeah, very cute. I think I've been watching, I think I've talked about it before on the pod, that um, Netflix show, The Toys That Made Us. Oh, yes. They haven't done Sylvanian Families, and I don't think I've even watched, I think there is a Barbie one, but I haven't watched that. But I watched the He Man one recently, oh. and, uh, Oh, was it Ninja Turtles? Well, I think both of them, like just the the mentality of toy production in the 80s was like, right, what other characters can we throw at this that we can then sell and sell and sell? And uh, I probably the mentality of toy production hasn't changed a lot since then, <laughs> as I say that. Um, but, yeah, that was kind of the, you know, once you had a toy line that you could just keep adding to, you were on a winner and I think Sylvanian families pretty much nailed that niche. <laughs> um, and Barbie, obviously, which you say, you know, your friend had both, but really I think this episode where the Sylvanian family chili gets switched out for the Barbie chili, yeah. <laughs> you really see what a leap that is between <laughs> sweet little innocent toy and then Oh, yeah. mama. <laughs> Barbie's <laughs> here. Check it. Mum was here sleeping, looking gorgeous as usual. Oh, well. <laughs> hey, you're trying to make mum like you more. And, uh, yeah, Chili is obviously pretty happy with the upgrade. <laughs> yeah, she seems to be happy with that glow up for sure. Um, no one's objecting. Um, Bandit being represented by the skunk um, was... <laughs> I mean, that never fails to raise a giggle when it comes on in our house. So, um, yeah, love it. Yeah, look, was it fairies that first established Bandit as stinky? I was like, <laughs> I still giggle when I watch fairies and why are there stink lines coming off? Yeah. <laughs> like, those fairies knew what those they were on about. Are funny. Yeah. Like, just, yeah. <laughs> I never thought we'd see so much toilet humor on Bluey. I have to, admit that as soon as I saw this episode, I was like, is this going to get aired in the States? 
Because I think like um like markets they removed that scene with the pony doing the poo. Uh-huh. Um, and uh Dad Baby, I still don't think Dad Baby is ever aired because I don't yeah. know. And, and we don't know why. Like no one has ever addressed this pregnant dad in the room. <laughs> but then when you look at other content that comes out of the States, admittedly probably not Disney, but like yeah, I'm just so surprised that they're like, oh no, the audience won't be able to handle a reference to farts or babies or, you know, like, yeah, or poo. Like, it's so funny. I watched the original Little Mermaid the other day, which I hadn't seen since I was a kid and a very scary for a five year old and a three year old in retrospect. Oh well. Um, don't think we'll be sitting down and watching it again, but I, Watching it through a lens of all the things that Bluey has to be careful and kind of, you know, tiptoe around. Um, there is a scene at the end of that where the guy who, the chef who is trying to get the crab to cook all the way through gets smacked in the face with, a, um, like a ship's beam and all his teeth fall out. <laughs> like comedy in kids shows, you know, even if it is, now in fart territory, it's come a long way. Oh, <laughs> it used completely to just violent. Oh my gosh, Bugs Bunny in the nineties. Like you watch that, and they're literally blowing each other up. I just, yes. you know, in comparison, this is very tame. Yeah. So no farts all the way. Um, I'm saying it's like as we've a- got sliding scales where music has just gone more and more like R-rated <laughs> and children's programming. The bar has been. Really- yeah, yeah, made more and more G level. Finally, less bloodshed. Great. <laughs> yeah, like Encanto. Have you seen Encanto yet? Because that's yes! one of Will's current favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, who's the baddie? Intergenerational trauma. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, not a scary well, witch. Intergenerational or... trauma is a baddie. Um, it is a real baddie, but yeah. Uh, but I also oh, I have to find the link, but. Um, watching Encanto made me so happy. Um, the biggest bluey connection I could see in it was the house. Uh, Casa de Madrigal, uh, changes for purpose, which I'm like, Oh, it's the bluey house. Uh, (laughs) Super colorful. Um, yes, absolutely. So gorgeous. But also, uh, people are deep diving the music to a level that is, complete Kate McMahon level and it makes me so happy and um one particular um deep dive on the amazing uh we don't talk about Bruno song that's oh yeah getting incredible numbers on YouTube um oh, and in the charts I think it was the number one song oh like, yeah it, it deservedly such a such a banger and when you watch um this guy explain it on YouTube but he also explained actually um Fear of change is the real baddie in Encanto. Ooh. And I'm like, ooh, Brené moment. Um, <laughs> is so, that relevant yeah. for family meeting? Uh, is there a fear of change or is it just the truth will set you free? Uh, yeah, no. I, 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 we have got a long way off family meeting. I will give you that. <laughs> hey, what? You missed the bit where you fluffied, allegedly. It just doesn't sound like the sort of thing I do. Oh, yes, it does. What? Okay, so back to it. Um, Sorry. That was a 
Awkward um, and clunky transition. Okay, if this episode doesn't get your kids obsessively talking about farts, will it get them trying to lead and flat lead the witness and flatter the uh, <laughs> judiciary because there is some um amazing courtroom tactics going on um we mentioned bandits switching out kind of boring uh sylvanian family mum for hot barbie mum yeah uh well then but- there's just pure bribery right we bingo being offered a lollipop to say <laughs> Yeah, did Dad Fluffy? <laughs> yeah, she seemed to be very a, a willing participant in the crime. Did you have a favorite uh, method of avoiding justice in this episode, Kate? <laughs> uh, look, my favorite moment—I don't know if it's avoiding justice, but it's um when Bandit. It's the whole vegan nut roast versus pie in the servo moment. Oh, so like. Like and just the fluffy meter as well, I just think was absolutely gold. <clears throat> Is this what you had for breakfast yesterday? Baked beans on wheat toast? Yep. Bingo. What's the fluffy level on this? Hi. Even chilly at the moment that like the pie plate is revealed is just like oh bandit. Like just <laughs> Like, it's like it's unjustifable. <laughs> it is such- but we can all understand. Yeah. <laughs> it was nut roast. What a line. Oh, the vegan nut roast. Um, but that moment is so of the the silver foil like falling. Yeah. Okay, it was so cinematic. Like yes. I was sort of thinking, um, is it the usual suspects where spoiler alert, like the coffee cup drops? Like, yeah, just oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That moment will go down. Uh, the the pie reveal moment, uh, <laughs> yeah, as one of the big um, the big plot twists in cinema. I reckon yeah. slash TV. <laughs> it was, I know it was it's not brilliant. cinema. And like just a little shout out to the parents. I think in that moment too, because we would have all. Um, been invited over to someone else's house for dinner <laughs> where they've served something that you're just like, oh, really? But you <laughs> suck it up and eat it anyway because you're a grown-up and that's what grown-ups do. Uh, and I'd- Bandit's moment was the vegan nut roast, clearly, with Indy's <laughs> mum. But such an on-brand thing for her to be serving as well. So Of course yeah. it was Indy's mum. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, I... I don't think I've ever had complaints about food I've served at other people's houses because I don't even have time to complain because it's always my children complaining about it. Yeah. They're just desperately trying to save face and shovel some of it into them and <laughs> get them to stop complaining. Um, but, yeah, weird that we don't hear Bluey and Bingo's review of the vegan nut roast. So perhaps their uh, palates are a bit more developed than Bandit's. <laughs> perhaps they're used to eating it in Indy's house. Maybe it was delicious he just didn't find it filling enough. Oh, like, what a mean- sook. Oh, no. Really? Nothing from the petrol station on the way home? That might have come in this tray. <gasps> oh, well, maybe I had a pie. Oh, bandit. Well, all I'd had was nut roast. But, yeah, then we get to kind of uh, what I think is a Brene Brown moment sort of after that with the um, with Chili confronting Bluey about some of her tactics in the courtroom, mm-hmm. particularly with the bribery moment of bingo. Mary, talk me through the truth will set you free. This is a phrase that triggers me. I've got to admit. 
Um, because it's a very nice, uh, very nice concept. The truth will set you free. But at the same time, if the truth is actually going to get you in trouble, don't we generally avoid it at all costs? <laughs> yeah. These people clearly don't know about, um, uh, diplomacy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Plausible deniability even. Um, yeah, look, my biggest run-ins with the law have been um, amassed, like, speeding fines to the oh. extent that, like, I come from a very truthful, set-you-free, always-be-honest kind of family, but even I had enough speeding fines at one point that my dad suggested, actually, what I should do is just get one more speeding fine, do the time <laughs> of not having a license and then you reset at zero and that would be better for me than not trying, like just trying not to get a speeding fine again because uh, it was oh. just so unlikely. Oh, it didn't happen uh, eventually. But, yeah, um, I probably am not always so good um, in legal settings of taking the truth will set you free kind <laughs> of approach. But in this particular situation, do you think Chili knows that there's something more that, Bluey needs to get off her chest and she will feel better about it. Bingo. Are you fibbing to get a lollipop? Yes. <laughs> Give me that. Aww. Everyone forget that bit. Bluey, that has not helped your case. Remember, the truth will set you free. Okay, Mum. Yeah, I think so. Although then her outrage later kind of suggests that maybe, maybe not. Ah, okay. Um, so, I mean, I did a bit of a deep dive on the phrase, the truth will Ooh, set you yep. free. And it's actually derived from a verse in the Bible in John 8. Um, and it's a statement where Jesus Christ addresses to a group of Jews who believed in him. Mm-hmm. And then apparently the English variant, like, um, and ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Apparently that's carved in stone in the original headquarters building of the Central Intelligence Agency as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, and it's inscribed in a lot of, um, key universities right across the world. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just thought that was interesting that, you know, it's kind of, it's like a, a believability piece as well. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's such a, you know, you kind of, uh, just accept it as as truth as fact mm. um you know it's it just rolls off the tongue um i love the adaption um do you know discworld the terry pratchett series see i've never been able to get into terry pratchett i don't know uh, why i just i i haven't done as many as i should but the one to start with uh for your lovely self kate is mm-hmm. um, there's one called The Truth um, oh. that is about the first printing press in the Discworld mm. universe and they start a paper and, uh, you know, hijinks uh, happen. But the paper is called The Truth and mm. the paper's motto is The Truth Will set it will Make You Free, but ah. they typeset it wrong and it becomes The Truth Will Make You Fret, <laughs> um, which I think is apt for this episode. Yes. <laughs> And for, you know, most things in life sometimes, or some things in life. Um, but yeah, look, I, I don't know. What's up for any brown moment though? Because, you know, it, is it that accountability, you know, that Bluey kind of recognizes that, um, she's not helping her cause and she kind of owns, is, is the accountability moment where she finally admits that, 
she was watching the iPad and shouldn't have been in the room in the first place. Well, okay, so I think it's the 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 Brené Brown moment for me would be so you can get away with a lot. Like there are mm. loopholes. There is um, <laughs> there is always things to exploit if you try hard enough and you're sneaky enough and you have a stinker meter and all those things. <laughs> um, but that doesn't mean you should. So yeah. So is it a personal values question that you know, like being true to yourself? is about more than getting away with it. It's about holding something within you that, I don't know, you you can walk through the world honestly and openly. Yeah, I think so. Mm. I think Brene would be proud of that. Um, yeah. <laughs> takes a bit of vulnerability, though, to admit your uh, sneaky, sneaky um, yeah. morning activities. And to... And to recognize as well within yourself that that's something that you shouldn't be. Do- I mean, Blue laughs when she talks about it. So I really don't know. I have a feeling that she'll be yeah, sneaking the brick in there. Yeah. Yeah. The truth's going to set someone free. Bluey, what were you doing at bum level on the morning of this morning? Oh. Uh, Bluey. Okay. I was playing computer games on the tablet. <gasps> um. Vulnerability and honesty aside, my big takeaway from that big reveal that Bluey was playing with the iPad when, quote, computer games on the tablet are only for the weekend. This is a weekday where this whole family (laughs) meeting courtroom drama is playing out. Like, like, does anyone go to work or school or what is going on? Oh my God. You know, I had, maybe this is one of those Queensland things because they're up at six in the morning. Like this is feasible, but uh, in every other state, including our house, that would definitely not, you know, I hadn't even tweaked that that was a thing because I was so blown away. And I, I do realise that we've um, missed the whole bit where, like, Bandit is found out, so we should probably circle back to that. Okay, yes, okay. But, um, the, the big reveal for me here that I could only focus on for the rest of the episode afterwards was Chili saying Bluey's full name. Even though Mum said you weren't allowed to play computer games until the weekend? Yes, Bluey Christine Healer. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm excited. Oh, talk to me, Mary. What, well, what was your first so reaction? We had already had a hint about this from yes. Past the Parcel, which we've already yes. recapped. Um, Bluey Sea Healer. Yeah, very formal birthday invitations that go mm. out from Bluey. Um, but yeah, to know Bluey Christine Healer oh. uh, makes Did you me so expect happy. It? No, I, I thought maybe C was for chili. Yeah, I did too. Um, and kind of sad it isn't, but not surprised. Like it's rare, rare to do that. I don't know. Maybe, like I'm sure it's tradition in some families, but, mm. um, but less rare. Uh, Christine probably shortens to Chris and we know Nana Healer is Chris. So that makes me pretty happy. I, yeah. I reckon Nana Healer is a good dog that. And, and we know that, that Joe Brum's mum is actually called Chris, who yes, voices true. Nana. So what a lovely thing. She must be someone really important to him in his life if he's naming, you know, the most <laughs> famous cartoon dog in the world. 
a little bit of his mum is within Bluey. Oh, oh man, that's There's really nice. Levels and levels there. Yeah, it is gorgeous. Yeah. Ah, and <laughs> I can't wait to uh, get to um. Oh, what is that episode called? Drawing? No, I can't get wait to get to the episode. Uh, face. Facey, Facey talk, talk where we get to deep dive uh cupcake as a millionaire. <laughs> but let's park that for another day. Yeah, I'm excited. It's equally meaningful and important. <laughs> well, Dad charges the tablet on his bedside table at night, and sometimes he knocks it off when he gets up, and he has to move the table to get it, and it makes this horrible scraping sound like. Oh no! He didn't move the table. That sound was the fluffy. Ah, bandit. Um, let's go back to the moment where Bandit was found out, and it's because Chili was called to the witness stand. Yeah. Twist. Oh. <laughs> it's almost like an episode of Serial. This, um, yeah, <laughs> like Serial, the podcast. This, uh, this family meeting episode. Uh, yeah. It really comes in from all angles. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Chili. Obviously, yeah, can't be as, um, can't be as independent as she's been pretending to be because she has intimate knowledge of <laughs> the defendant. <laughs> and the and right there, incidents which have gone before. <laughs> uh, and yeah, right there in the room where it happened. Um, yeah, the, the sound effects, did that ring true to you? <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, just, uh, no, but, um, I'm a very heavy sleeper. So, <laughs> so what you don't know is, uh, what yeah, I don't know is bliss in that yeah, case. I think exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Oh, just, yeah. But yeah, look, I, I yeah, that when, uh, um, flatulence <laughs> can be mistaken for the sound of a heavy <laughs> chest of drawers being dragged along a wooden floor. I'm starting to actually be concerned for Bluey's health <laughs> after this incident. Like she has got, you know, it's all been a bit fun and hilarious up until now, but yeah, she's got something worth complaining about. Oh here. my God. Yeah. Just, I mean, really, but, but then, um, like the moment that bandit is finally discovered, like, I love that he just runs. <laughs> so, what's that over that guy? Yeah, we've gone from courtroom drama to classic pursuit like, movie. Yeah, like um, Benny Hill or I don't know. <laughs> we, we, was it, what was ringing bells for you with that? Uh, look, um, I reckon there's so many shows where just every episode ends with like nearly catching the bad guy and the bad guy runs away. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't end it there. Um because yeah, he's brought back um wrapped in a skipping rope, which <laughs> is yeah, classic healer girls kind of approach um to face justice. Um yeah, between him um being sentenced to horsey rides and then both him and Bluey uh getting the sentence together. I think justice has been served, really. Like, <laughs> successful family meeting. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, do you think that Bluey Christina Healer had an appropriate punishment as well, given um, <laughs> her role in the proceedings? Um, I am just glad that I've never had to give uh, dual horsey rides to a six-year-old and a four-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad Bandit got out of it as well. 
Yeah, I know. Like <laughs> bingo. You know, How do you even do that bingo? Do you take it in turns? Do you like uh, look, try think, and stride two at yeah, once? Look, the we, whole we're thing's a recipe for you know, What's going on on this apparent weekday? But yeah, bingo's just had her day made, whatever day of the week it is. I sentence both of you to horsey rides. Saddle up, bingo. <laughs> Line for you, Mary. Was there one that stood out? Uh, look, I think bandits buttering up of mum. Um, <laughs> I always love to hear that and <laughs> just <laughs> teamed with the, uh, the Barbie dog imagery, uh, looking gorgeous as usual, uh, is, is, <laughs> Uh, it's a line yeah, that can be so appropriate. For me. Yeah, totally. Areas. Yeah, feel free yeah. to use it on me whenever possible. Anyone, uh, thank you. Looking gorgeous you. as usual, Mary. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, for me, uh, your face is at bum level. It's hard not to. Was <laughs> my oh my gosh. <laughs> because it's so true. They really are at that level, <clears throat> depending on your height, but and how tall your children are, but. Mine are at bum level and yeah. it's, it's awkward. Uh, man, mine, uh, yeah, I've got one going from bum level to elbow level and I keep oh. accidentally like clocking him in the head. So, <laughs> really? Is there a, like, what level is the right level? Oh, the least, yeah, the least yeah. dangerous level for a small oh, child. It's all, it's know. nothing but danger, really. <laughs> like Joe's just getting to crotch level and there's nothing worse than when he runs up and he's really upset and just you've got, you've just got like snail trail all oh. over at that level. It's terrible, you know, like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden he peels away. It's like the shroud of Turin on the camp. <laughs> uh, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts um, and prayers. Thank you. Lucky he's growing like a beanpole and um, beanpole, beanstalk. Lucky he's just growing a flat weed. out. Because, yeah, he's, yeah, that shroud of Turin will be uh, off the belly yeah. level in no time. Well, yeah. Look, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's working its way up is what I'm saying. Oh, God. Okay, okay. I fluff it. In your child's face. The face is a bum level. It's hard not to. Well, I seem to manage. Well, I like you don't bake the odd brownie. Bandit. So, yeah, uh, damaging our children due to their height is inevitable. But also, um, also farts are inevitable. And that's where this episode ends up as well. Like, why do you think they dragged it out to implicate Chili in the crime as well? Oh, because mums can <laughs> fart too. And, you know, like, I suppose, like, when you were growing up, Mary, was it like that women. I think there was a general expectation, particularly for our area, that like mums wouldn't like sweat or fart or swear or any of the normal range of human activities. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it wasn't if it was seen as ladylike. And yeah. yeah, this this has evened the ledger nicely. Like yeah. Dad had to this point been pretty uh pretty comprehensively slandered. <laughs> Baked. Uh, okay. <laughs> Lily. <laughs> Lily, um it's it's nice to have that nod at the end that okay, yep, there's um anyone can do it and perhaps it's not so criminal in the first place. Um <laughs> at least yeah, that that's what we're meant to think. If a chili does it, it must be fine, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Woman of our dreams. Okay, family meeting over, everyone out. Huh? Come on, quickly! Why do we have to leave so fast? Yeah, what's the hurry? Come on, out! Hang on, what's, what's that, that smell? Talk to me, I think, like, I think we're there plot-wise. Mm. Talk to me about 
tubers and why they are the most farting instrument. Is this a tuba <laughs> we're hearing? Well, I couldn't work out if it was a baritone saxophone. Oh, maybe. Okay. That sounded was my... very farty, whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> my my initial thought was, is it a tuba? Is it a baritone sax? And I'm oh. going to go with baritone sax just because um, particularly – uh, when Bandit does a runner, the music sort of transitions into this really fast-paced chase music uh, with yep, this okay. rollicking piano sort of holding it together. But the whole um, – the music's been done – it's an original composition by Joff Bush and Jazz Darcy, and it really does rely the whole way through – on um the the low notes of the score to be um inserting the jokes. So for example, when it's initially talking about dad blew off right in my face, he's the fluffy king, that's where we get that introduction of those really low notes that really emphasize the fact that it's a fart, you know, and it's it sounds almost a bit wet when Thank they're you. doing it like a little oh. you know. <laughs> great. Great. And then um, when we're in the courtroom uh, and uh, Dad, for example, is presenting, um, there's this really interesting instrumentation um, trick that Joff Push plays to kind of um, not only like Bandit saying the, the nicer version events, but the music is painting a rosier picture at the same time. So the theme, which has previously been that lower saxophone going through, all of a sudden becomes extremely twinkly and bright Ooh. with the same melody, but a, a higher, I'm, I'm guessing like a toy piano or some sort of keyboard modification mm-hmm. to make it sound twinkle, twinkle. Um, but it aligns with Bandit putting that positive spin on the events that have transpired. <laughs> But it ends on a single low fluffy note of the baritone uh, sax. So just questioning everything. <laughs> yeah, right at the very end. So, you know, it really does um, inject that mystery. I was really um, reminded of the Pink Panther theme music at okay, moments yep. through this. And I think there was like um, elements of like, oh, let's make a bit of a feeling of mystery and, you know, that suspense. Yes. Yep. Um, so the Pink Panther um, theme was by Henry Mancini. Um, I really apologise if I'm saying that wrong. I can't work out if it's Mancini <laughs> or Mancini, uh, who also wrote The Baby Elephant Walk, which you probably yes. know. Um, and uh, the Pink Panther music is that really iconic dinner. With the sax to really so, like slide, best sneaking music ever. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> and I feel like this has also got that sort of element of like that sneaky, like mystery. Um, Definitely. Yeah, and then it kind of goes into um, yeah, like um, this bit where the where the doing the fluffy meter. There's a really interesting again musical um, joke, if you like, inserted uh-huh. in that when Bingo is saying blub 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 blub. Um, to move the fluffy meter up, the the sax, uh, and I'm pretty confident it's a saxophone. Sorry if it's a tuba, um, <laughs> but it's it's doing an ascending scale. So at the no. same time that Bingo is going up the fluffy meter, the saxophone is going up with its farty noises. <laughs> so amazing. Excuse me. Sauerkraut. Bingo. Fluffy level. 
so it, it's giving you that musical sense that, yeah, it's supporting the plot the whole way through. And then when we get into the chase, it's that rollicking piano, almost Blues Brother-esque, um, yeah, yes. sort of chase. Um, yeah. Uh, so loved it. I thought it was really super clever and something a bit different. I don't think we've seen that kind of instrumentation and use before. Um, but you know, everything's on the table when you talk about baking brownies. So <laughs> <laughs> even the music was talking uh, about baking brownies. So. Oh man. Um, <laughs> that makes me so happy and so horrified at the same time. Thank also, you. Also <laughs> wind instrument. I'll just say baritone uh, sex yes, is a wind instrument. So oh, uh, yeah. yes. Okay. Say <laughs> no more. <laughs> Hey, I've got a, um, we know that now. Ooh, hit me. So Tim and I have been rewatching Seinfeld because it requires almost zero brain power because we've seen it all again. <laughs> I love your brains. I know. I know. Well, just, you know, it's the end of the day and you're tired and it's like, I don't want doom and gloom in my brain. I, I just need 20 minutes of comedy light relief. Mm-hmm. They're genuinely quite horrible people, but it's still hilarious. Um, <laughs> So I was watching the episode Mango, which uh-huh. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but um, not at all. George is having some performance issues with his partner, right? And um, it's a problem. But then he eats a delicious mango, and for some reason, it sparks his enthusiasm again, uh-huh. and he runs out of the room saying, "I'm back, baby." <laughs> It's what Bandit says in the dump. So I've been waiting to share this with you. It's very exciting. <laughs> so when he's when Bandit's in the car, go, I'm back, baby. You know, because he's back in favour after. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yep. But look, we <laughs> we know. Like, I I think we know that. Yeah. Um, Seinfeld is a beloved series by. Uh, the team behind Bluey. So yeah, yep, pretty plausible. Uh, yeah. Not that I really wanted um, George and Bandit to be aligned in my head. <laughs> but still, uh, look, you can't argue with the facts. That's no, one thing we've we learned from family <laughs> meetings. So <laughs> love it. Um, I've got a, uh, we know that now. Well, do we know that now? Um, from Victor in El Salvador, who's mm. checked in. Um, El Salvador. I can't yeah. believe people are listening to us in El Salvador. So, hi, Victor, Victor. But he had a really good question. And, yeah, perhaps it's a uh, when will we know that now? Why do we see Missy in Bluey's classroom and Bingo's classroom? Mm. Because in Mums and Dads, Missy's on Bluey's playground. And then in Bob Bilby, Missy is Bingo's partner in her classroom. So has is she just a useful background character that really had her moment in the sun in Pirates and then is just being slipped in wherever? <laughs> or then I wonder if she like, maybe is there a kindergarten on... shared playground maybe with the school? Or oh, they seem maybe. to be at separate locations though, right? Like, I think so. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's hard to like, tell. You never, yeah, you never see Bingo get dropped off while Bluey's dropped off, but. Well, Perhaps. daddy drop off, they seemed to be dropped off at separate locations. Yeah. Like there yeah. was definitely a drive in between because otherwise I'd say, oh, there's a shared playground. Um, 
I would say early episode, they hadn't thought it through and then they hoped that no one would notice. Well, Victor in Salvador has noticed and that is the kind of attention to detail we love. So awesome. (laughs) Um, Also, hello to, uh, yeah, let's roll that into mailbag because lovely Nate uh, over on the east coast of uh, US said g'day at the end of last year and um, also wanted to point out that he was uh, somehow magically watching uh, season three as they dropped and Mm. wanted to point out that the mid-season finale um, of season three, Fairy Tale, where Young Bandit is at the caravan park, lines up so beautifully with um camping mid-season finale of season one um because yeah they both have special encounters on vacay um so yep great pickup name very exciting uh, and he also checked in just to make sure um, that we'd seen the picture of Unicorse on the fridge in Perfect, um, which, yes, we have in retrospect now. But, um, yeah, I, I feel like our listeners are just getting more and more attentive with their Bluey watching, and I'm all about hearing I'm about here it. for so it. So yeah, thanks, great. Nate and family. And, yeah, how exciting. Um, Will asked me the other day if I'd ever been to Yadies. Yeah, yeah, and I couldn't work out what it was. And there's like, you know, when trampolines had no safety, because <laughs> I didn't know what he was saying, and I just was playing along for a bit. It was like, yeah, I went there, yeah, I went there, and he's like, did it take you a long time to get to Yadies? <laughs> I was like, I need to work out what you're saying, but I can't understand you. Oh. And anyway, so after a while, it's like, mate. What's Yadies? Have you seen it somewhere? Have you talked about it? It's like, you know, where where there's mean people and kids don't wear helmets. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I grew up in those. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The eighties. Uh, what a reveal! But he was hoping um, that it would be a destination that I could take him to. Oh man, he does not want to be there. No, we're not going there ever. <laughs> Um, oh, that's so adorable. It was uh, adorable. <laughs> man, Ludo is just educating kids in all the ways that you never expected. Um, I love it. I love that we're at the end of this episode, Kate. I do um, too. Um, you should you were... tell us about your memories of the Yadies. <laughs> we're you can on all the socials. Um, so we are uh, at Bluey Pod on uh, Facebook and Instagram. We're at Bluey Podcast on Twitter. You can email us. It's BlueyPod at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, review, and subscribe. We would love you to do all that. You can uh, rate us on Spotify. That's a new thing. You didn't mm-hmm. used to be able to push the little five stars. That's that's the only option, actually, when you review our podcast, just yeah. five stars. Um, so, yeah, and they're coming in thick and fast. So thank you, people. Thank uh, you. We will have another five-star the episode The one good thing Spotify have done lately. <laughs> oh, Spotify. <laughs> you can't buy us off with stars. But, uh, yeah, we'll... <laughs> Hang around in the meantime. Just thank you. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, we'll be back with more five star content next week. But in the meantime, thanks, Kate. It's, it's got to be done. Bye. Mwah. Bye. Time to pay, Fluffy King. Sorry, I just had to put my curlers in.